Welcome to Dating in the Bay, Bubbles Before Boys. I'm Sarah. I'm Rebecca. And on this podcast, we talk about dating and relationships over champagne. Let's be real. Modern dating is basically the Wild West. We want to make dating more fun and share our dating stories with you to lighten the load. Welcome to Dating in the Bay, our inaugural podcast. It's finally happening. It took us long enough. It took us a long time. This idea was born maybe in October of 2019, and it's now March. But we're here. (laughs) But we made it. And we've been thinking about what we want to discuss on this podcast for a long time. So lots of good content is in store. I'm Sarah. I'm Rebecca. Although I will say that my neighbor one of them calls me rachel and the other calls me melissa but i'm rebecca <laughs> <laughs> what i know i never knew that yeah fun fact this week i got pulled but called. now i have other names for <laughs> yeah, you so but rebecca for this podcast <laughs> everyone rebecca. knows me on instagram as sarah haven even though that's not my last name everyone thinks it is people just sarah call me sarah Stewart. haven my last name's Stuart, but my middle name's haven so it's okay I always keep them guessing yeah right A lot of people ask us how we met, and do you want to tell the story? Yes. It's not really a story. Well, so I followed your Instagram, and then you were always at my favorite bakery, Jane. Yeah. When I I moved to San Francisco in June, I started going to Jane. I actually had been before I moved here, and... I, Rebecca is obsessed with Jane, the bakery. And I had just been there. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I was just there. And then and I forget what Then happened. she like DM'd me and was like, let's meet for wine or come to my girls' oh, night. Oh, yeah. I was, I was doing a girls' wine night at yeah. Santino's. Yeah. And this is actually very relevant because <laughs> I forgot. And the reason I forgot, so I just didn't show up. And Rebecca DM'd me like late that night and was like, we missed, missed you. you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I totally spaced it. And that's because I was in the middle of some major guy drama and oh, was right. like torn up over it and had just been totally consumed by it. And anyway, that that ended. I ended up meeting Rebecca for wine. Like the rest of the next week and the rest of this history. We we've been like best wining and instantly. dining. Yeah. yeah. Really. It was like instant. Yeah. yeah. We've been tied to the half since then. Yeah. Seriously. So it feels like way longer. Yeah. Okay. Before we forget, we have to do our cheers. Oh yes. So we have Two cans of Sophia champagne, which frozen, and it's frozen, uh, or it was until it traveled a long ways to get here. But the idea, I still see little icicles. We had good intentions. <laughs> so, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I'm obsessed with these Sophia champagnes, which are the cutest thing ever. They come with a little sippy straw. I smuggle them into movies. I've been drinking them since like right out of college. Always have them in my fridge. Anyway. One night, Rebecca came over. We'd been we'd been at a football game. Mm-hmm. We were at the Cal Stanford game, and I had put a Sophia in the freezer. I don't even remember why. It like, I turned into an awesome slush. I like maybe the night before because I like it really cold, so I'll often pop it in the freezer, and then sometimes I forget about it. And so I like found it there, and I pulled it out, and we were like, "Oh, we should open it," and we opened it, and it was like frozen. It was like. It's like one of those go Yeah. Yeah. It's like squeeze it. It's like champagne frosé. Like frosé is a thing. So we were like, this is delicious. And then we we coined the name 
propane. <laughs> so like, here we go. How Our so we're cheersing. Cheers. One, two, three, cheers. You can't cheers. hear it, but we just did it. Sip mm. taken. So good. By the way, this is not sponsored by Sophia Champagne, but we're open to it. We are open to it. Sophia, if you'd like to sponsor us, let us know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we will always have Sophia's. That's going to be our thing when we record. And we encourage you to join us. We decided to do this podcast because we were always talking about dating, boys, relationships. Yeah, pretty much every night we go out. Both of us have been avid users of the dating apps and we always have stories for each other yes rebecca more so than i i have but she has crazier stories than i do we'll get there we yeah she has money for you i have a few and we that night in october we one of us i think it was you was like we should start a podcast and now we're here as we already said took us a while but we're here (laughs) so A lot of people, I did a little like question box like a month ago about like what you what you want us to discuss in our first episode. And many of you said a little dating history and or like, you know, why we're here, how we're here. And so we thought we'd address that and then share a story, each of us. Yes. About our past dating history. So my last major relationship ended in 2017, I think. And we were together for almost five years. And now he's engaged, which is interesting. That's always hard. That's like, that's happened to me too. Actually, I've had three serious relationships after college. And two of those three are now married with kids. I remember both times when I saw their engagements or I found out and then like found out like they'd gotten married and then had kids. It like hit me hard every single time, even though I'd actually ended those relationships. I still like struggle with it. And it's not even that like I want to be with them. It's just like this weird you feel so weird, like thinking about that person with somebody else. Well, it's like it's kind of like. How did they get all the way there? Yeah, and I'm still, and I'm still here, here and I'm like spinning my wheels. Yeah, but I'm not really, you know, like I feel like I have like a really. Fu- I mean, this sounds like cliche. <laughs> like I have a really fulfilled life, and everything's amazing. Right. I'm just looking for, you know, but but it actually is true. Like I feel like I, I do have a really like awesome like network of friends. And anyways, he's engaged. I found his like wedding website and went down the rabbit hole recently. Hopefully, yeah. he doesn't listen I've done to that. this. Been yeah. there, been there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've even gone there with, like, guys that I haven't even dated seriously and, like, found—I'm going to sound like a crazy person, but I know all women can relate to this— like, found, like, previous girlfriends. Although my date last week, he was like, oh, did you look me up? And I was like, no, did you look me up? And then— but then he thought that I really did look him up. And I was like, no, I didn't look you up. Like, I don't have time. And then I realized I don't have a job. So he really did think that I looked him up because he's like, you have tons of time. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, actually, my days are quite busy, not working. Yeah. But, and then I've kind of just, you know, I've dated a bunch. And I think there are probably like two or three people who have dated for a couple months. Yeah. Hodgepodge, you know, then they ghost or disappear or the ghosting is disappearing. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, it just fizzles. So... Now I've been on one date in 2020, which is 
uh, I need to improve my numbers. So we're going to get to that. Well, as well, they're better than my numbers. I've been on zero dates in 2020. I've I just taken a little both, break. We've also both been like, we've had like, I don't know, a lot going on in 2020 has been yeah. like rocky. I almost missed ni- 2019, which is. Yeah, no, I feel like 2020 has gotten off to a like, very turbulent start. My last serious relationship ended in May of 2018. And before that, like I just said, I'd had two serious relationships after college. I didn't actually, I wasn't in a serious relationship in college. And this is something I want to talk about. Like I kind of pushed guys away in my early to mid 20s. I just like, like I would date, but I wouldn't let anyone get close to me. Now, like in hindsight, I don't think I realized it at the time, but. Why do you uh, think you did that? I think I just wasn't in a place where. I had emotional capacity and room for somebody to be like that involved in my life. I did not know it at the time, but I'd get into relationships or like pseudo relationships and find myself pushing men away, them away when they were trying to get close to me. And I think I just I was very protective of my schedule and my space and I still am, but not as much as I was then. I think like I was I was kind of rigid with like my schedule and like I just like wasn't ready to like have that. And I ended all my relationships up until recently. And like I'm not saying that to sound like conceited or like, oh, I had the upper hand, but it's been really interesting for me to like think back on those relationships and like why I was doing that. I always felt very confident. Because I felt like I had never been rejected dating. And like then I got older and it started to shift and I started getting rejected just as much as I was rejecting. And that was like really hard for me. And it was like humbling and probably really good because like I had never experienced that before. Feeling like you're not in the driver's seat is like frustrating and scary. It's like a loss of control. Yeah, it's a total loss of control. You're just putting it all on and somebody else. And then you start like once I lost that control or felt like I'd lost it, I started to like become a little bit more obsessed about trying to keep someone even if I knew that person wasn't right for me. It was like this validation mm-hmm. to like keep a guy or to like go to get to the third date or fourth okay. date. Even if in my head, I kind of already knew that person wasn't right for me. It was like I needed to know that I was wanted. And so I'd like stay and try to like keep it. And then maybe I'd end up rejecting. Maybe they'd end up ghosting or rejecting. That kind of reminds me just of we're both like super career driven. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, in school, it's like you work really hard. It pays off. You you like work really hard at work. It pays off. And then when you chase people or like when you try and hold on to them, that doesn't translate into dating at all. No, it's always it doesn't. Like, I mean, there's no, I, I don't think any rules apply really, but like, especially, oh, I really like this person. I'm going to like try and, you know, contain them. And it's like, try not like, like hold yeah. rice. It's like well, or water. It's totally. It backfires always. Yeah. And I think that we're, we're taught in our lives that like the more time And focus and energy you put into something, the more you'll accomplish or the likelihood that you'll be successful increases. And that's not the case with dating. And this is like a topic I really want to address is, you know, it's that those first like dates are so fragile and there's those first interactions are so fragile. And like it's like this game, like, you know, how 
much interest do you show if you are really interested? Do you text first? Do you double text? Like if someone's not replying to you, I've, I've read all these relationship books and like some of them have said like, don't you know, text him or like, don't be like, you know, aggressive. Like, don't oh, you should like, cancel before. Yeah. Or like, like, say, like which is, is like so, so frustrating because like, I feel like it's not. And like, yeah, genuine like, and whoever you're going to be with is going to like appreciate you yeah. for you. And like, they're going to love that you double text. And like, that also wouldn't matter if you're going to be with It shouldn't matter. And like, if that, if, if that drives somebody away, then it's like, they're not really your person. Right. You know, if like, they can't handle someone who's like, hey, how's your day? But there yeah. was a guy I dated who I was like, hey, how was your day? And then he literally just never wrote. Like, we had dated for, like, two months, and then yeah. he never wrote back. And, and I guess you're right. Being, I mean, I think that that is your answer right there. Like, if someone is not semi-prompt you. in their responses or, you know, perceives you to be over-enthusiastic about exploring a relationship, then, yeah, they're probably not the right person. Because if they're not feeling the same way, then, you know— I've read, like I said, so many books that say like, you know, kind of like play it cool for lack of a better term and don't like show that enthusiasm from the get go because guys like the chase, which is like, I think more of a biological thing than it is anything else, or at least that's what they're saying. But the fact that there's like this strategy that's supposed to be part of it is so frustrating because like, A, in my experience, it doesn't even work. Well, yeah, I was going to say like, and like, I self-reject as well because they're like intimidated or yeah. I don't know I have no idea I'm not in a man's brain thank yeah goodness. well and <laughs> we're planning to have men on this podcast too because we want to get their perspectives yes. and pick their very brains curious and so very we've already nosy. talked to a few guys that have volunteered to be guests so stay guinea tuned pigs. and little guinea pigs <laughs> but we've already had we've had some great conversations with a few guys about all of this and some of their perspectives were interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. I will say I'm really excited about this podcast because we're both single. We're going to be doing tons of dating. Yeah. We can kind of talk about it and give each other, like, basically hold each other accountable to make sure that we're going on. Like, for me, I want to go on at least one date. A date a week. A date <laughs> wow. once a week. Yeah, that's <laughs> once exactly. A <laughs> once, once a date, always a date. Um, and then we can kind of always come back and then debrief. And also, I feel like we just... Like, we're all in this, and we can't get jaded. Like, we have yeah. to stay in the game. And Absolutely. Like, I think I kind of pulled myself out of the game in the beginning of the year, and I was kind of in this, like, weird, funky place. But now I'm back, and I'm dating. And yes. you're going to be dating, and then we're going to, like— yeah. We're all my goal is to go on a date next week, since yes. I haven't been well, on you're one going for, so like, we can talk about it three for or time. four months. Like, one of my friends last night was like, have you guys seen this guy? I got on a date with him. But let me, you know, if he's weird, like, if you guys have talked to him before. And I was like, and then I, I wanted to be like, oh, I did talk to him, but, like, I never met him. So it doesn't, like, count, you know? Yeah. Like, I never, I feel like it's so hard to judge people. Also, a guy yesterday, he rejected me before we ever met over text. And I was like, he's like, sorry, this is, like, getting really hard to schedule with you. So I wish you the best of luck. And I was just like. I usually reserve judgment to, like, reject people till I meet them. I feel like nothing yeah. counts in real life. And he did, he didn't like that. He just never wrote back. Yeah. That's happened to me a few times, too, when I, like, literally had a packed calendar. I want to make sure we get to our embarrassing stories. Yeah. So I've been single for a good one and a half years. And we are ready to share all of our experiences All of the nitty-gritty, yes. Single stuff. <laughs> 
Is that a word? In the kingdom. I don't know. (laughs) So, yeah. So we thought it would be fun to share... For this first episode, are one of our craziest, embarrassing moments. Most embarrassing. But I was like, we both can't stories. tell each other until we actually are here. So yeah, we, we have like a, we literally have not heard each other's stories. Mine's yet. Like really embarrassing. Okay, well, yours is probably a lot worse than mine. Mine's so I'm I am happy to go first. Yes, All please. right. So when I was in my early twenties, I went out on a first date with a guy that had asked me out at my gym. Oh. And it's always like interesting. It's kind of it's it's kind of like ironic because and you'll understand once I get into like the details here, but I've been into fitness for a long time and when I was in high school and college I was like a cardio bunny and like never ever picked up a dumbbell. Like I was just like runner ellipticizer extraordinaire like way over exercised and was just kind of obsessed with exercise and like not in like an unhealthy way probably but in my early to mid-20s I decided that I needed to I actually had a really bad running injury and that was kind of a wake-up call that I needed to start strength training so I hired this personal trainer at a gym near my apartment And I started doing personal training like once or twice a week. And then she gave me a routine to follow on days that I wasn't with her. So I was at the gym one day trying to navigate the weight room. And like, that's very intimidating when you're first learning how to strength train properly. It can be like really scary, especially as a female, because it's usually the room is usually dominated by men, meathead men sometimes that are like really scary and they're like grunting and like smell really bad. (laughs) So I was in there and doing my little routine over in the corner, like trying to like stay away from all the sweat drips. And this guy guy came over to me and like started talking to me and asked me out and he was like jacked and like like really handsome and I was like oh my gosh usually when I I'm like talking to somebody I'm I'm physically attracted to and I feel like that's all you can really be attracted to during like a initial conversation like like that yeah I like will get very tongue-tied and nervous. And I don't even remember, like, what I said or if I said anything. Probably, like, wasn't coherent at all. (laughs) Blocked out. Anyway, he ended up asking me out on a date. So uh, we went on the date, and it was, like, a bar, and we got appetizers, and it kind of, like, turned into more of a dinner because we kept ordering stuff. And the date ended, and we kind of left and started making out outside and (laughs) so let's just back up a little bit so because I was a cardio bunny actually weighed like 10 pounds less than than I do now like I was pretty thin and because I was pretty thin and I never strength trained remember this was like the beginning of my strength training journey now I strength train regularly I had no butt I still have like a small butt but I had no butt fat butt and (laughs) So I would occasionally wear these underwear that had pads in them to like, <laughs> like to make my butt look bigger. <laughs> and, you know, right it's a first date. And the likelihood that I was going to like sleep with this guy was like low. I don't usually do that. It has happened 
but it doesn't usually happen. Usually I'm, I just kind of tell myself going into it, that's not going to happen. And, but we're like <laughs> making out and had had a number of drinks. So I was tipsy and he like started putting his hand on my pants <laughs> And I, like, didn't even really think about what was going on because I was, like, tipsy and I just wasn't, I was in the moment and I was with this hot guy and he pulled out these, these little pads were, like, (laughs) he, like, was touching my butt and he's, like, what is this? And he, like, pulled it out. Yeah, I'm not kidding. And I was, like, oh, Also, why does he have to do that? I know, right? Make a point. Yeah, he was like, pulled it out. He didn't pull it out all the way, but he like pulled it Uh, enough out. As if he's like not aware. Yeah, and I was, it was like the most mortifying moment Uh. ever. I don't even really remember what happened. I was like, oh, you know, just trying to like add some shape. Like, this is why I'm in the gym. Trying to like get a butt. I met you. Yeah. Anyway, it didn't ruin it. He asked me out again because we'd had like a really good time, but he turned out to be a total douchebag. And he was just, I've dated many douchebags. I I tend to like gravitate Same. towards them. I always end up dating douchebags because I'm like physically attracted to them, but then I don't like who they are as people. And so it just never works out. But I guess the moral of the story here is ladies first. <laughs> One, make sure you strength train so that you have a butt. That's very important. Don't skip leg day and squat day. Two, if you don't have a butt and you need to wear butt pads, don't wear them on a date, ever. It's it's better to have a flat butt and not be humiliated than to have a guy pull a pad out of your underwear. <laughs> the end. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's really good. Okay, your turn. Okay. So this was like two years ago. So pretty recently, but it feels like it was yesterday because it was that mortifying. So I had recently started birth control and then my face had like a freak out. So I, my doctor put me on Retin-A. And so, and it was also the summer. So I'd already had a sunburn, but I was like, I have a date in like two days. I need to like get this, you know, worked out. Yeah. So I put the Retin-A on. Like the day before, it was like, no, everything seemed fine. And then the day of the date, it was like my face was like kind of peeling. And I was like, oh, I think I can like cover it up with makeup. Like it'll be fine. So we're on the date. Where did we go? Somewhere in Selma. It was fun. And he was like, oh, do you want to gonna go to my house? We could watch a movie after. Oh, I think we got dinner. I, for- I don't really remember the details because yeah. it was just so traumatic. Okay. So then we're like at his apartment. And then we made out a lot and he like put his hands all over my face. What? Yeah, I don't really know. It was like I know it was like heavy petting. I don't know. It was icky to think about. And it was not a good kisser and just ew heebie jeebies just thinking about this whole thing. Your escape out and so yeah. And it was like one of those like snake tongue attacks. Oh no. Yeah. It was like so ew. I know. So anyways, I was like, well I better go home. So then he's like, oh I'll walk you out. And then he was like, we should like go to dinner this week. And I was like, oh yeah, that sounds awesome. It was like in a really fancy building so it was like lots of like lighting intense lighting and all these mirrors so then he like goes in to like give me a goodbye kiss as he was like saying oh we should like do dinner i'll text you this week so i figure out and then he like plants a big kiss on me and is like touching my face and then he like looks at me in this horrified 
horrifying. Like, it looked like he had seen, like, 10 ghosts. I was like, what happened? I'm so confused. And then he just, like, kind of runs away. And I was like, okay, bye. And then I, like, push the elevator thing. And I look in the mirror. And, like, my whole face is, like, peeling, like, crazy. I don't, I never, I can't, I've never seen my, my face has never done that before or after. Like, that was, like, literally, it was just, like, he touched my face so much and, like, made it, like, insane. Oh, my gosh. And and I never heard from him again. He rubbed my face so much. It just, my whole face, like, peeled off. Like, it was just, like, I mean, not my whole face, but, I mean, it was, like, I've never been more horrified. Yeah. Oh, my Just thinking about it, my hands are, like, sweating. Uh, oh, yeah, it that was, is the yeah. worst. And it, but also, I was also like thinking about it afterwards, and I was like, you know, like it was embarrassing, but I also think it does say something that somebody would like be that shallow to like not give me like another chance because yeah. like obviously I don't or look like, like that. Like, I feel like if that happened, like you know, he. I mean, this is like ideal situation that probably would never happen, but he might like be like, hey, I noticed. You know, your face was really irritated. Are you okay? Yeah. So also, I wanted to also say that we're going to give our numbers out to strangers. That's my thing. So Rebecca has this thing, and I've actually never done it. So what she does is she writes down her number on small pieces of paper before she heads out so that she can easily pass them out to men that she wants to talk to you or... Well, yeah, okay. I wouldn't give it to like anybody, but it's also just the point is, is like, because right now in modern dating, everyone's on their phones all the time. And it's like super, I don't know, just like super, like we're just, everybody's so in their own world. And it's like, if you make the world your dating app, it expands everything. And so when you can just give your number freely to like anybody, it's so empowering. You feel like I don't know, just on top of the world. Like last week I was going to, I was at a concert with a friend and there was like a really hot guy. And I was like, I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom, and then I'm gonna, go, gonna give him my number, and he was gone. So I was like, well, I already have my name on a piece of paper. So, and then I was like, on my way out, I just like handed it to a random guy. I was like, I was like, we'd well, love to give him drinks sometime. And like, half the time I hear from them, half the time I don't. I didn't hear from him. It was fine. I did, like I don't even remember really what he looked like. But yeah, it's more just kind of like, it's kind of just like a little confidence. It's boost. kind of exhilarating, and it's also like you feel more empowered that you're taking it in your own control because right now it's like everybody who I matched with on the apps, they're like not the most. Not the cutest people that I like. See my other friends' <laughs> matches, not and that I'm like, interesting. yeah, like I saw some of my other. I've seen your well, matches, and like they give me like just the bottom well, of the you, barrel. So this is another thing. Like you tend to swipe right on most people. I have friends that swipe left on most people, and I'm pretty generous one, with my swipes. You I will are. say that my one friend, Megan. Hey, I'm calling, Megan. I'm calling you out, Megan. She swipes left on almost every person and we've been out before and like sometimes we'll be like swipe when we're out getting wine and i'm like megan she just goes no i swipe on everybody swipe 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 and i'm like wait whoa go back wait that guy was cute like she doesn't even look oh my gosh i I go right on everybody because i'm like i don't i don't go right but see i actually take time to read the profile yeah you're you're way more thought i mean i'm kind of just like i see i'm kind of like fishing with a wide net see what comes back because i'm just I have a, I mean, I'll go out with, I mean, for the record, as you know, I'll go out with anybody. I went out with an unemployed comedian who yelled at me. <laughs> I went out with a we clown. Have, yeah, we have very, we have different approaches. I will pretty much will go out with anybody for a good story because I find dating amusing and hilarious. I think and, that like you're very liberal. I'm very conservative when it comes to like who I'll go out with. I don't want to like 
waste my time. Okay, well, that was like a very negative way of portraying. <laughs> like, I don't really feel like that's a very good indicator. So as you know, I always have like double book my dates. So I always have something else stacked after so that I never, if I ever have a date, I always have to go somewhere else so that I always have some other event that's better. Yeah, in so, case like, it's a bomb. Yeah. And that way, it's always like, I know I'm going to see a friend afterwards, so it doesn't, like, I'm going to have a way better time with them, most likely. But New either way, yeah, because I, I've had so many nights where it's like, oh, no, I'm not going home right now. That was like a disaster. And then it's like, that was my night. I was like, that was not my night. Yeah. So I always, I will go on lots of dates, but I also always have something else yeah. going on because and it's like, I like, can't, it's like kind of a lot to do all back to back. But I also find it like, I can, I can like basically save up all my energy for that. I mean, because also don't have a job so all day it's like isolation and then bursts of you know back to back to back yeah. human contact which is fine because I don't have any co Well that's kind of I mean that's how my day is too since I work for myself like I'm pretty much it's on honestly my own. really nice I'm on my own all day and I'm like in my work zone in my apartment and occasionally I'll have engagements outside of the apartment but most days I'm working on projects at home And then it's really nice to have things happening in the evening. But that said, I don't need to be out every night. Like I've realized something I've learned is one, two max dates a week for me. And I'm a firm believer that if you're not in the mood to go on a date, it's not not the right time to go on a date because you're not going to be your best self and or you're just not going to be in the right headspace to be on the date. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Because basically it's, we want to preserve that our dating is fun. Yeah. And if you're ever in this vibe where it's not going to be fun or you know that something's going to be weird, you get a weird vibe about some guy, there's literally no point in going on that date because you're already going in this like annoyed mindset or like I could be doing something else. And like, it's just, don't go because you want to have it as like a positive thing. Yeah. And you want to not get jaded. Yeah. No, totally. 100%. Should we take some questions? Questions. Oh, yes. So yesterday on Instagram, I polled you guys and or it wasn't a poll. I actually asked you to submit questions we could answer on the podcast. I think that moving forward, we'll end each episode with some of your questions. So this will become a regular feature. So if we don't answer your question, do not worry. What's your worst first date story? It was several years ago. It's really not that bad. I haven't had any awful, awful dates, at least recently. But I'd been talking to this guy on an app for a while, and we agreed. I was living in D.C. at the time in Arlington, and we agreed to meet at my my favorite coffee shop slash wine bar. So there's like a really cool coffee shop downstairs. It's called Northside Social. It's in Arlington. It's known to be a date spot because there's this wine bar upstairs. It's like my favorite things in life, coffee and wine. It was like an evening date. So evening dates are usually like, it's going to be like wine, right? Like we're not going to get coffee. Well, we get there and the place is packed as it often is, but it was like Wednesday. So it wasn't like a, you know, primetime date night. And the guy, A, looked nothing like his (sighs) photos, nothing. His face was like totally different. But he also, I feel bad saying this. He had a hearing aid and like he couldn't hear me very well. And like his speech was like impaired. And so I just was kind of surprised from the get-go. And I was like, oh, 
we'd like been talking for a while and I hadn't picked up on any of this. And I think like when I went back to look at his photos, like a lot of them were far away or like, you know, they weren't like, I think they were really old and yeah. And I just had kind of like overlooked that. And he was like, he had gotten there first. And when I got there, he told me it was, it was, you know, packed upstairs. And I was like, oh, that's okay. Why don't we just go to another bar around here? Because it was in Clarendon, which is like a very like popular part of Arlington with lots of restaurants and bars. And there are tons of great places around there. And I was like, oh, we just like walk down the street and go somewhere else. And he was like, well, I don't drink. And Ugh, and I was like, do that. oh, okay. And it was so awkward. I already was like checked out because I knew from like the first five seconds of conversation and seeing him that it wasn't going to go anywhere. But like, I always try to be polite. And I was like, I showed up. I need at least Sarah, give this guy a little bit blind. of time. <laughs> It it really isn't. <laughs> and so we ended up going there's there was this little like diner across the street called Silver Diner. So we ended up sitting and drinking coffee at Ugh, like 8:30 p.m. No. at night. And Silver Diner is like fine. It's, it's, like, it's a, like I mean it's a diner. It's like Denny's or and like Yeah, it's like a nicer Denny's, but in my mind I was like I wish I was home sitting on my couch drinking wine. Wine. Not, co- not coffee because Silver Diner <laughs> also, didn't serve alcohol. The Silver Diner didn't serve alcohol. So I like <laughs> I I would have ordered a glass of wine because I especially needed it after well, yeah, that after first interaction. Moment, yeah. But no, we were at Silver Diner and I had to drink coffee and it was just grinding teeth talking to this guy the entire time. And I'm like the worst at getting out of it. Like, well, I was going to say ending that you're- a date. I like always feel bad. And so I'll like stay until there's a like moment of silence or I can like escape to the bathroom. This has been so fun. Would not love to do it again. I'm pretty honest, but in a good way. I give feedback that's constructive if it can help them in the future. Yeah. But I was going to say your story kind of leads into my story because you're saying that you can't leave dates and I leave dates if they're bad. This one I left. (laughs) I went to a comedy show and he was the comedian and it was the night before Valentine's Day. And so I was in the front row, like, stupid. Like, don't ever sit in the front row if you're at a comedy show because they'll pick on you and, like, yeah. you know, taunt you. And so he's basically, you know, picking on me the whole time. And then he's like, hey, are you single? Like, towards the end. And I was well, clearly, because I'm, like, at this, like, pre-Valentine's Day comedy show. And then anyways, we, like, talk at the end. I gave him my phone number. And he was, like, texting me, like, oh, come to our show tomorrow night at this, like, random place in San Francisco. And I was like... Okay, I'm like, <laughs> not doing anything, so sure. And then I go, and then my friend and I went, and it was like, he like did the exact same set as he had just done the night before, obviously, because well, what else would you expect? And then he like came over and was like, oh, are you going to come to the after party? And I was like, oh, what after party? I was like, this is so like stupid. No. And I was like, no. I was like, I don't even know where it was, like Sugar or some, some other funny name. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm going to bed. It's like a Sunday night. I had work the next day. And anyways... Then he like texted me. He's like, so like, when can I see you? And I was like, oh, I can see you like this day, this time at this bar or whatever. And it was like this really cool zombie village. I don't know if you've been there. We have to go. No. It's an awesome like underwater zombie theme. Yeah. It's really fun. Anywho. So it was fine like when we first got there. And then it just like quickly just, I don't even know what happened. It just went sideways like real fast. And he was talking about how he wanted to like buy a bunch of guns and like take to the streets for a revolution. And then he was like, 
kid. It was just, it was just like too much. Yeah. And he was like saying all these awful things about like Melania Trump. And then he was saying awful things about Hillary Clinton. And I was like, what is happening? I was like, this is just, you know. Degrading women in front of you. Yeah. And then he also was like, I was like, oh, I volunteer at the animal shelter. And he's like, he's like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. You know who I just ran into in L.A.? And I was like, oh, who? He's like, Michael Vick. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, the one thing you never say. And he was like, he, he was like, he was a great guy. Oh, and no. then he just like kept on going back. He was kind of like inner just, I felt like it was almost like an experiment for his comedy, his like next comedy bit or whatever. Yeah. He was just like trying all these things to see like what would get me. And then he just was like going off on all these rants and saying how I was really crazy. And then I just stood up and I was like, I had three bags with me, plus a backpack, and then my phone that was, like, separate. And I, I looked like a crazy bag lady. And so I just stood up, and I was like, this is very unpleasant. I am going to pay my half of the bill. Goodbye. Oh, my god! He also said he had, like, a 19-year-old son. I was like, what? I was like, wow. We will probably be more focused in our Future. next this episode. Just like, but we wanted we to just kind of do an intro. And, yeah, we hope that you enjoyed our ramblings. <laughs> and um, we'll have you submit topics probably via Instagram. And that's Cheers. all we have. Now we got a good dinner. Yeah, we're headed to a a mansion for a fun little dinner party and then tonight. A concert after. Yeah, it's gonna be a late it's one. Be super fun. I feel like I'm falling asleep right no, now. No, do not fall asleep. I need, we are giving our phone numbers out, and it's happening. We need to rally. We're gonna rally. All, all right. right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>